Okay, well, this is happening. It's sad to me that women should feel bad about wanting to have a fuckboy. It's, it's like taking the nicest poop you've had and putting it back in. Sit on on my face. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I may or may not have daddy issues. <laughs> but we have mommy issues. I am a unique man! And I deserve nothing but the best. Welcome. And come on in. It's Men and Women by Men Who Don't Know Women. I'm John. I'm uh, coming at you from my boudoir. It's the uh, wee wee hours where I am right now. Uh, everybody in my house is asleep. Uh, including Adam. He's uh, on this podcast. He's not asleep in my bedroom with me right now. He has his own room in here, if uh, you were wondering. Uh, but he is on this episode. Um, today we got Emery, who is uh, in the middle of making a documentary about dating. She's a um, student at Emerson University. She also DJs for their radio station, which is uh, one of the better radio stations in the Boston area, in my opinion. Um, you can find it at 88.9 FM in Boston or go to WERS.org uh, to find um, so you can hear some of Emery's programs on there. Um, anyway, uh, so we just. Uh, we get a little bit into her dating documentary. We also um, go off on some random tangents as usual. Uh, me and Adam get into some uh, hopefully substantive arguments. Sometimes we tend to argue about nothing, and hopefully that doesn't happen today. But if, uh, if you think it does, uh, let us know, and we'll try to, try to clean this shit up, you know? Um, one other thing is I don't know what uh, happened to me before we did this episode i don't really remember but for some reason i uh am just hating on women this this one i'm uh i'm feeling real jaded this episode um don't exactly know why uh i mean i i think i'm just jaded in general but this one i'm extra this one uh, i really let it rip uh i don't even know if it's rightful or if i truly believe everything that i'm saying but i um would love to hear any of your responses so uh, email us don't know women at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter we're at don't know women um i hope you enjoy this episode and have a lubricated day that I wanted to go into film and that was kind of difficult was kind of figuring out because I, I feel like I should have thought really more because I really just rushed into kind of my college major I never really gave it much thought into like oh is this actually something that I want to do I think everyone does that and so yeah, yeah that's why like... I went into business it's like whoa I went into sports management to start okay yeah All because right. like I was gonna be you know the next uh I, I don't even know what they're called anymore G something GM of uh, the Red Sox. That's what I wanted to be. Okay. And then uh, I did a half a year of that and was like, "What the fuck are you doing with your life? <laughs> You're not one. This isn't how anybody got through with it. They right. didn't go to St. Joseph's College of Maine Sports Management Program. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you end up doing? Just business. Okay. I just, just went into like standard. practicality because I didn't know go. what to do. But yeah, I mean, yeah. that must have been hard to go to like film. That's that's a much more specified like I it, it is it's it is very specified especially at emerson where everything is like you have your film degree and then it's also concentrated more into like whatever kind of film that you want to go into 
or like really specifics. Like we had a major, someone that I know just graduated in a theater for social change. And it blew my mind that that was like their major with, I was like, what did you study? And they were like, well, theater. And I was like, okay, okay, good answer. That's... Shouldn't all theater be for social change? Like, you, every, like every movie is that, you know? Theoretically. You're just making I a guess. comment on some weird aspect of life. That that's like all art. To... Yeah, that's really yeah, broad. True. So yeah. it what, is... a, what a shitty name. What a shitty major. Yeah. <laughs> fuck <laughs> everybody in that major. That major sucks. If you're, if you're listening and you're on that major, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. All right, but but no, but sometimes I do think that there is like to some of those college programs, like like the fucking sports management program at some college in the middle of Maine. It's like that's kind of like a fucking scam. Isn't that kind of like a scam? A who little. The, who the fuck? Nobody is- should have let me go into that. You know, like my mom and dad were like, oh, he's like, you know, I love him. Like he'll do it. Like <laughs> let him do what he wants to do. Like he's going to school. So like. But Let's like, not get upset at that. This place, like yeah. it's, they say, like here, pay us like thousands of, tens of thousands of dollars a year, to fucking learn this shit. That you know, I'd be I mean? like collecting trash at a major, at like a know. minor league baseball park <laughs> if I graduated with that. You'd work for the Albuquerque Isotopes. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> that's a real, that's a real team. That's that would be great. Team. I'd rather work for the Springfield Isotopes. <laughs> so yeah, maybe it's not as bullshit as it. But but yeah, it's like they they say you're gonna be a sports manager. Yeah, and then you end up working for the Albuquerque Isotopes, and exactly. that's your fucking entire life. So hey, it's the pinnacle. We have a lot of listeners <laughs> in Albuquerque, which is fine. Which is guys. fine. If that's what you want, that's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If that's actually what you want, then fuck, right. fuck yeah, go for that shit. But um, so anyway, so you're doing a documentary about dating. That's yes. why we got you here. That's how I met you, sort yep. of, kind of, yeah. Bam. Um, yeah, no. So I'm currently doing a documentary uh, about dating, and it started off as more of a me throwing myself kind of a pity party after I was dumped by a sort of pseudo relationship guy that I was seeing. Um, And I kind of realized, I was like, wow, why can I never hold a man down? This is a problem and it's becoming a pattern. And so I was like, I I need to figure this out. And so I I set off on this kind of journey to figure out um, sort of what the problem with me was. And then after a while, I realized that I'm definitely not the only one having this problem, especially at my age. Um, and then it, it sort of evolved into kind of what's the problem with it? Like, what's the deal with dating? Like, and, and it went from that to <laughs> kind of like collegiate life. Don't judge my Jerry. I'm really, really bad at doing Jerry Seinfeld impressions. I, I liked it. I liked it. I was on board. <laughs> I thought I was sitting next to Jerry for a moment. And so um, it's it's been evolving and it is still kind of a process, but... Um, I don't know what what do you kind of want to know there's I've been doing a, a lot of different stuff with it well so uh you said there was a guy you were like kind of pseudo seeing and yes. then like he broke up with you right and then so so your reaction to that was what's wrong with me yes yeah not um, not like oh this thing just didn't work out well the thing was it was um things were going really really well within the relationship or so I perceived. Um, and so, but then he kind of just disappeared off the face of the earth. And then that was kind of like the main issue. Well, hold on, hold on. So what's the, because you say, because you say you're kind of, you're kind of pseudo seeing him. Yeah. yeah so we're seeing each other. We haven't labeled each other as like boyfriend, girlfriend, but we see each other on a fairly regular basis, probably once or twice a week. Okay. 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 Like in person. And it's not just like a, like a hookup sort of situation. Like we're, we're going out on dates. Like we're spending time together mm-hmm. in non-sexual kind of scenarios. Um, so when he sort of just like disappeared, 
it, it kind of threw me for a loop because this has been something that's kind of happened in the past where things will be going well and then they'll just kind of disappear. Um, and so naturally at this point in my life, which was almost, wow, this was probably eight so months, eight, eight months ago, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like a lot longer than that because I've grown so much kind of in that point because at that time, yeah, the first thing I thought was, wow, what's the problem with me? Um, and why can't I like keep someone in my life? Um, do you feel like you have low self-esteem otherwise of? No. That? And that's the, that's the weird thing is that I'm extremely cocky. Um, I'm a very, I'm a very, very cocky person. And I know that when it comes to things like my art or my comedy, whatever I'm doing with my career, everything else, very, very confident. And I'm not afraid of getting shot down, which is the other weird thing about me is that I will ask out anyone. I'm not afraid of like that sort of situation. Um, it's only when things have been progressing and then like they disappear that I panic. It, like, are you talking, like, disappear, like, totally ghosting? Just, like, well, hey, this like, guy, you haven't messaged me in, like, a month, like, th- like, you know, a week Yeah, or two. so this guy in particular kind of ghosted me. I've had other people be a little more um, candid about it, which is really nice. And I, th- I think I figured out, that was one of the things I've learned from this documentary, is that I don't necessarily need a really committed relationship or an exclusive relationship. I just need one where we're on the same page where everything is pretty much candid between us. And so I've had people go like, okay, well, I'm not looking for something really serious, but like, this is what I want. And if I'm willing to work with that, then that's perfect for me. And I think I, it would really benefit kind of everybody on this planet to kind of just be really, really honest about what you want. Well, like yeah. ice in your water. I told you, like, this is, these are the things that I'm learning and trying to apply to my real life. You know, I should have let you not get ice in the water. And then you would have been like, this fucking warm water <laughs> is you, the worst. Wait, hold on. What happened? You're talking about something that happened off mic. What happened with yeah, the water? I, okay, I so, forced her to have water, but yeah, pushed her down. Because I'm, I'm very afraid to sometimes ask for what I want. Um, and so I'm trying to, to apply that to all of my life now. So you wanted water, but you were afraid to ask no, for she, it? No, she asked for water. No, so, yeah, so I, no, I asked for water, and he goes, do you want ice? And I didn't want to, like, inconvenience him, even though he had just asked me if I wanted ice. And I was like, oh, no, it's okay, it's cool. And then he was like, no, you really, it needs ice. So... Okay, I great see. story, cool story. I'm right? sorry, yeah, I didn't mean to like, I didn't mean to make you go go so deep into that. Okay, but you're just saying that that, <laughs> that you're learning to ask what for what you want now, and right. you're, you learn to c- communicate what you want, and then be okay communicating that. But you were saying you were, you could do that on other levels, but you're having trouble on a relationship, romantic in a romantic relationship context. Um, sort of. It was one of those things where it's like. I wasn't really comfortable with asking for what I wanted in any situation because I've always wanted to be perceived as like a really strong, independent person who doesn't actually need anything. Uh, um, okay. And in many ways, I've I've always kind of tried to take the masculine role in a relationship mm-hmm. and the fact where um, traditionally, like kind of when I was still living on campus in college, if I had a random hookup with someone, I would leave because I never wanted to be perceived as like the girl who wanted to stay over and cuddle. Like, I always tried to, my, like, make myself, like, the most detached, like, jockey kind of masculine, like, like boys girl that, like, I perceived was what, like, men wanted when it, in actuality, it probably wasn't. And that, I think that soured a lot of my college relationships or what would have been college relationships. Did you, have you, did, 
this realization like did you did you come to this realization that you're telling us right now in your process of like doing this documentary yeah yeah um and that's been a, a really big thing is that i can i can be strong and independent and also still very feminine and ask for what i want and i'm allowed to like enjoy typically feminine sort of things um like cuddling or sharing my feelings well yeah i, th- I think that's this it's such it's for a man, it's it's really refreshing to hear a woman say things like that because you know men, you know we, we every every single person just gets in their own head and is so constantly you know oh like you know she like does, does she want me to stay does she not want me to stay oh well, I'm just gonna stay and linger so now I could be a guy who would just like stay and linger like oh she right. wants to cuddle <laughs> I just want to make sure she's happy and you know doesn't write, leave me a bad review you know and uh, and. That's probably not necessarily what's. It's you gotta ask. Otherwise, you're just you're both playing this guessing game where you don't actually know someone's feelings, and some things are nice, you know. Yeah. It. I guess if you ask all the time, it ruins some spontaneity. But I, I guess to a certain extent. But um, I think kind of in the beginning, in the beginning of any sort of like budding whatever, if you've already established it, you want it to be more than just like a one night stand, then it can be really nice to just like talk it out at first and then bring in that spontaneity later kind of when you already have sort of established what like each other is sort of thinking do you i know exactly what you're saying and then you know you know what the problem though what happens a lot of times i think is that like um one person will like like so say you bring that up right ideally mm-hmm. the other person is going to be like oh yeah like right now this is kind of like how i'm feeling and then like oh cool so i know how you're feeling now this is this and then a bunch of stuff happens whatever and then you and then you say it again hey this is kind of how i'm feeling about this relationship hey this is kind of how i'm feeling you know to or but this is how you know right. wh- whatever it might be like that's the i feel like that's the ideal situation is that like you're kind of con- everybody's checking in but it's not like a constant like uh i feel like th- then like there's there's a time where where people can go and need this constant validation, right? Because you'll you'll a lot of times you'll go, um, <laughs> hey, this is how I feel about this relationship, and then the other person will be like kind of shifty in their answer mm-hmm. and not really want to talk about it, and then that makes you go, fuck, I, I like I just told them how <laughs> I feel, I need to know how they feel, and then you go and then and then and then it's like it's this like search for validation then right. from them, and then and then like and then you look like this like shit do you know what i'm saying yeah no 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 no. i totally do and like it's interesting that you bring that up because the only person that i actually dated during the making of my documentary that was exactly the reason that we broke up was because to a certain extent we were almost a little bit too open with how we were feeling in certain situations and at one point he started having doubts and he just straight up was like i'm having doubts and i was like okay and then he sort of jumped the gun and ended things right then and there. Um, and then several weeks passed and he was like, oh, I completely jumped the gun. Can we try again? And so we tried We tried again. But at this point, I was so like shaken in terms of the relationship and like, oh, does he like me? Does he not like me? Is he just going to wake up one day and decide that this is not what he wants again? And um, And he was kind of putting me through the ringer in terms of that. And so I was kind of over it. So I ended up ending things. And that's when they ended for good. Um, but that was, I think, the the total demise of our relationship is almost being a little bit too open. So Yeah, I think that can happen. Too. That, that's the weird, that is the weird, 
like aspect of of finding of, of being open of being open with your communication right because you need to find that balance and you need to be respectful of the other person's space and also um the fact that like what you say to somebody is going to affect right them now. yeah you know what i mean like like if you're feeling doubts you know, go in and check that. Are you actually feeling doubts, or maybe you're feeling doubts just in this moment? Like, wh- where where is that? Fe- is that is that a feeling that's like strong and like important enough to bring up to the other person that right. that's going to affect? You know, yeah, I don't know. Um, so, but that's everything. I, I don't know. I, I think the I think obviously communication is great, but the, when the there is so much of you don't want to give too much of yourself to somebody immediately right and because then you're getting too attached you're giving them too much of you and like if they are not in the same same realm as you really not like you know they're in a different mindset than you it's going to really hurt you so like you can be open to a certain extent but like being that you know constantly it's i don't know no i i understand that i want to know i have a question from like from a man's perspective because i know that this has also been the thing call one (laughs) There you go. But from, so this is kind of like the thing that I've um, sort of established was where I went wrong with the very first guy who ended up leaving um, that spawned the whole documentary. Let's just call him Nick. Um, that's actually his name. I couldn't actually come up with a fake name. We can also call him Nick. Yeah, I like that name. Let's call him Nick. Let's call him Let's call him Nicholas. Um, no, but so like the thing was, I did exactly that. I put too much of myself, I think, forward too fast. Um, and then I felt like I was giving a lot into the relationship and not getting a lot out of it, um, which was kind of like the primary issue. Um, and then when he like completely disappeared i was like what i have done so much for you like how could you not like i've kind of changed my life around a little bit to adapt to you um and then you just leave so i don't know like from a man's perspective i feel like everything these days in terms of dating has to be very almost low-key like everything has to be chill like you're not allowed to come out and be like hey i really like you anymore like that's that used to be something that you did all the time um at least and then like small town like i grew up in a really rural area and it's like where uh so i grew up in the middle of nowhere new mexico okay um and so yeah, isotopes fan <laughs> there you go <laughs> isotopes fan that's why i know that um and so kind of like in that small town sort of thing it was it was very like if you had a thing for someone then you would make it a big deal. Like, and then when I went to like high school in Texas, I've seen Footloose. Moms, I know what this yeah, is all like about. everything is like a really big. Everything is a really big deal. <laughs> you guys have, like, tractor, uh, exactly. <laughs> games you of go chicken. Up there and you're like Danielle. Will you go to prom? And like you carved it into your cornfield. Like, and so, <laughs> but that's the thing. And then I come out here, and everything is so chill and laid back. And it's like you can't. I feel like you have to almost kind of conceal the way that you're feeling for everything. Uh, I don't know. I think there's a pressure on men to to not. I think that's kind of maybe that's a difference of a small town. I think in small towns, there's a generalization that uh, if you live in a small town and you stay in a small town, you tend to get married younger. So like there's that because it's there's your world's smaller. 
your true. universe is smaller. That's so true. like, oh, I found so, the one. She's the gal. So entering a relationship is like kind of like a bigger deal, but there's also like less people around. Yeah, so you're going, I like you. Do you like me too? Like we better make sure because everybody else is going to know that this is happening. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And, and when you're in the city, I think it's more, there's, yeah, it's, there's more need for that like no like i don't no i don't like her but like i think now even when the, this day and age we're like oh like i really like this girl you know i met her online and then you can just like see her and be like oh she's great but then also go online and be like oh look look oh what about this one mm-hmm. what about this one like oh i can't i don't want to close this i don't want to i don't want to get into a relationship because <laughs> It's like whoa, the, like I have a phone now that tells me yeah. who's not in a relationship because I, I have more Tinder matches. And yeah. if I get a relationship, then I have to take Tinder off my phone, and then I can't talk to all these new matches, and I, and I can't get true. validation. And uh, you know, do you think it's like a big thing? Do do you guys as men think about that a lot? Like oh, like I'm seeing this girl, or like I've been on like a couple dates with this girl, but like there could be something better. Oh yeah. Like at one po- at what point do you have to stop cuz there's always going to be something better and there's air quotes around that cuz well, it's like I think you have to find the person that you go uh is there something better and then you go well maybe there is but like this is what like like I found something that I'm like really happy with now. You know and, like okay. like where I am in life it's like oh like this person like let me see my check boxes. Check 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 check. I'm super happy. No, nah, it's not even worth bothering looking and ruining this. You know, like oh, I found this one. This one that's gonna be good. Okay, that's but fair. I don't know. Yeah, here, here we go. We'll see. So I'm in a relationship. <laughs> full disclosure, I'm in a relationship and John's not. Oh. And and so see, I was. I I I am becoming more jaded. The more I, the more I, you've seen the things I've seen. The more women I date, the more I do this podcast and talk to people about dating and shit. The more jaded I become, to the point of. So what what you were say what you were saying about how you feel like you're not able to really express how you feel and you have to play it cool, right? Right. That's that you're saying basically. Yeah. I feel that too, in the way that I I I I agree with you. Where and I grew up around like in the in the suburbs, like like right outside right. this city. So it's like I mean I I feel like um I don't know. I just feel like as a as a man, I need to play it cool and I need to uh suppress my emotions right. because if I don't to you as the woman, uh it comes off as it comes off as weak, it comes off as submissive like I need to, I need to check like my vulnerability, right. you know. But I, I think, I think you're, you like you just have to own that. Like the, women will find it's okay if you fully own that you do it. No. You know what I mean? Nope, they won't. No, I'm sorry. I'm a I'm sensitive on, little fucking sap. I'm on John's side with this one. I, I don't know. I do think that there are times that like when you're first establishing, like yes, you want a sensitive man, but <laughs> I feel like sometimes women. We feel like we're such emotional wrecks that we're like, oh, God, I don't don't need like another emotional wreck like in this with me. So we're both just going to like hide behind our like stone cold hearts. But that's (laughs) bullshit because you get to be a wreck and I'm a wreck and I can't be a wreck. And that's fucked up. That's 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 fucked up. up. It's fucked up. And that's the game. That's what I'm saying. That's what I learned. Change the game. Play a different game. That's what I'm saying. Play a different game. Be sensitive. Find the one that's going to be like, oh my God, he's sensitive. He cries. I love it. I've tried that. It doesn't 
fucking work. This is what it is. You can you can still can I have I have been very emotionally open with women uh that you know that at a certain point where it was like you know I I was like I've escalated like the vulnerability like sooner than maybe most people do and it's like you can st- I can still connect with women but it but the sexual tension melts away and you're fucking connecting on this weird emotional level that's like it's too fucking emo it's too sappy it's too it's romantic comedy shit doesn't work in real life that's the (laughs) fucking point is but is that just in your head that that like are you no do you feel like that the sexual tension is leaving because you're you feel like the sexual tension is leaving you know what i mean by that no i'm pretty sure you're putting that off i think i'm perceptive enough to like people and how like people are feeling to understand let me just to understand enough where it's like (laughs) Okay, we've crossed a line here, and now this, like this, this, there's something different. The mm-hmm. fucking air is different, right? Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> I do know what you're saying. I think, yeah, I think so. Um, Have you ever experienced anything like like a guy that was overly sensitive that kind of was like, oh, this is really off putting right off the bat. Um, like, oh, I, this guy's a hunk. <laughs> I mean, yes and no. Um, like there, there have been instances where I've kind of been like in situations with men that I haven't really necessarily been dating, but there, there was always like this underlying sexual tension between us, um, and we were just kind of like waiting for something sexual to happen, and then at some point we got like very intimate with each other and just in terms of like sharing our lives and like just really opening up and just talking about each other. And at that exact moment, like we became platonic forever friends. Like that's kind of the thing that just ended up happening was the second that he showed me like his really, really vulnerable side. I was like, okay, wow, I feel really safe, but also there's, I have no desire to sleep with you. But, but is that, but is that only, (laughs) hold on, but that can be from a, a million different things of like, he tells you something you're really open, and then you go like, ah, you know what? I don't know if I want to be that open. Some people can. Some people don't want to be that open. Right. And it's like you can be really off-putting. And uh, I think that I think that men absolutely can be really, really vulnerable and sensitive. And but it it's after a certain you have to you have to pass that mile marker in your relationship that she is. Um, yeah, you still have to keep your cool, I guess. Yeah, like the thing is, she, I feel like I she it. has that's, to that's initiate. My only when, yeah, she she kind of has to initiate when um, it's okay, which is it's really fucked up. I I'm totally understand. I'm on board with the fact that it's so screwed up. But like, you can't, <laughs> as the man, I don't think just jump into it and be like, okay, I'm ready to like like really share all of my feelings. She it, has to be like, oh baby, like what's on your mind? And, no, really and you me. have to go nothing. And she has to like, you literally <laughs> have to fucking make her squeeze it out of you. No, it's fucking true. And then true. she I, feels accomplished. Uh, you, she you feels a, like she exactly. made it's you a, open up and you can trust her. And like, it, it's so, it's, a, it's such a reward for the woman. It's so the big. Fucking, the fucking next woman that tells me, oh, you don't have to play it cool. It can go fucking fuck yourself. <laughs> I, I, I seriously, the next person that says that to me, I, I, I like, oh man. Uh, and well, I feel so cynical saying this. I feel awful saying this, but it's truly it's, the way that I think that right now you I, have to kind of play it. Oh, I think you're right. The way I, it I, is, yeah. I recently cried in front of uh, in front of my girlfriend for the first time. I woke up, had a ton of anxiety, and then just like just like let it all out. I let it all out, mm-hmm. and uh, and she was very supportive and great through the whole thing. And then like you know, went to sleep, and then woke back up. And uh, she was just like, oh, uh, like, really, still supportive, but like, like, oh, you can't like be, 
Like I'm, I'm the one who's supposed to be a mess. You know, like like she was great about it and awesome. Wait, did, so but like, what do you mean? Did she say that? Well, yeah, but like, like that was in jest, but like as a as a joke. But she's. But she means it. But she means it in a way. Totally. And, 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 it's not and she, she needed she needs me to be strong because it, it was a time where she was also really stressed and I was really stressed and we we're all really stressed. The whole room was stressed. And women, then I... women are the worst. Women are the <laughs> fucking worst. Because that's what it is. That's what it is. Because and and, I, and like what you were saying is like like oh man. Imagine I, if I said that to her like when she cries. <laughs> but but after it was uh yeah after you know it 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 definitely it, it kind of shook her a little bit you know mm-hmm. it shook her. She's still. Because she's still they in there. Can't, because you, you people, I'm talking to you. I as think a, we I grew. Keep, like, we grew as a, at you as and a I'm talking to women because like you're just representing women in this room. Yeah, sorry. I, you know, and I'm sorry that like, but I'm sorry that that, that I mean, we got into this like conversation. We're, we're on like a hate tirade to like. No, women. it's it's fair. Like I think I think that kind you're of men, people and... men need to voice their opinions on like what they truly think of us. You know, like well, in, in terms of the things that they don't find fair and like the fact that to to us. And the, I feel like I, I kind of have a theory on why this is that and kind of why we're like that. And I feel like it's because generally when we go throughout life, we are not allowed to be overly emotional in any sense of the spectrum. Because if we get too happy about things and we're labeled as ditzy, if we get too angry about things and we're labeled as a bitch, if we get like there's there's a lot of stuff that we have to kind of suppress um, and then... And we, and we don't ever want to be seen just in life as kind of like that emotional wreck, like hot mess of a woman. And so when we go home and like are winding down, if we get really emotional, like that's our time to kind of just spill. And we need someone to like support us and like make us feel not crazy for feeling all these things at once and letting it just sort of flow out. Whereas I feel like men in life, you guys can get kind of angry and yeah, you may be like, oh, that guy's kind of like a dick, but like ultimately it'll just be like oh he just had like this one spurt of like anger and it'll blow over but i feel like it sticks around for women and so like that's the that's kind of my theory on why that happens i don't know think of all the times you cry and like i can get angry like you you should be able to i don't Mm. know women get angry all the time i see women get angry all the time that's true yeah that's in my job i do i see a lot of a lot of angry women that's true and then, I don't like, know. Okay, disregard. At least I you can let it out. Statement. I don't know. No, I, I, know, I know. I know what you're saying. Well, you're thinking out loud. You're thinking out loud. Yeah, here. I get, yeah. I, yeah. I, and, and you do a point there. I, I yeah. I get. I I'm get. It. I get what you're saying, but it's like the thing. The thing is, like, I mean, if I, if I, like, fucking, like, yeah, men might have some outlets to let out their emotions like that, but it's like we still have to go through the day. And like, if That's I see a true. guy who's like, who's upset and being angry, anybody, any, to me, anybody <laughs> who's like taking their emotions out on other people, I, they're fucking assholes. Like, right. check your shit, man. Get your fucking life. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's the same with, with women to do it. It's, I don't know. I, I think, um, and maybe women can actually, I feel like we can sometimes get away with crying more oh you can public. get away with crying in public. oh you see a oh, woman crying God. in public and people go over to help you see a man crying in public and i'm sure that you're like either like something that like, something really bad happened like we we can't Are you like, do we need to call security on this guy yeah <laughs> is, this, is this guy gonna go crazy right now a male sobbing is, is usually terrible too because it's been pent up for so long like the, like i've there, there's a few nights recently that i, I felt like Oh my god, I'm so anxious. I could just cry, but like I feel like if I start crying, I'm just gonna cry years out. You know, like I'm right. just gonna cry just moments of the, like, like things that I've never cried about because I was like, no, you can't cry. Like stuff it down. I I have we we actually talked we we've talked about this on the podcast recently. It hasn't come out yet 
since we're recording this, but mm-hmm. it'll it'll come out by the time this comes out. But uh, and we we talked about this, but like the I have only cried in front of one person in the last like three years, maybe, Whoa. and they like just they were just like not. They were just like okay, okay with it. Like it was like oh, they were not okay with it. No, it was just like not like it was it was just it was like it was. They made me feel very like pathetic. Oh, for you know what I mean, right? And like That's, that, how, how do you want us to respond? Because honestly, I don't want to like say anything that would try to like. I, I don't want to emasculate you, and I also want you to feel like your feelings are valid. Like that's my biggest thing. Where I'm like, should I be like, oh, they're there, or should I be like, oh no, just like, what do I say? What do I say? What do we? What does anyone say? Give someone a hug. And then be like, you just lie to them and be like, everything's going to be okay. It won't be. Whatever you're talking about and you're crying about probably won't be okay. It's going to be shitty and a rough ride, but you know, you know what it is? It's not, it's, it's, there's no, there's nothing that you can or should say in particular or can or should do in particular in terms of like actions or words. It's, it's, it's behaving and in a way and being there with the person that doesn't make them feel pathetic and emasculate. Because it's like sometimes it's not what you say. It's not what you do. It's the way that you react. Right. It's like because like, people like people are perceptive, like at least subconsciously to others, body language and, and like their tone of voice where it's like, you know, oh, it's OK. Where it's like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> now I'm the fucking help. I'm like the baby in this and I need like mommy to like like cradle me against her breast do you know what i'm saying yeah no No, that's what you want though really do you want to be you want to be cradled oh yeah yeah Hmm. i i i I, we had had an argument about about little spoon the other day with a a group of guys uh, in this very room you're sitting in and uh and like everyone's like no like big spoons and it's like nothing feels better than like Oh, just being fucking crazy. I am the biggest advocate because I'm tall. So, like, I'm 5'10. And when I have, like, a man, I'm like, mm, have you ever been a little spoon? And they're like, no. And I'm like, come here. I'm going to make you feel safer than you've ever felt in your life. And, like, it's delightful. Those I want to share that with everyone. That's already making me uncomfortable. Like, you're, <laughs> saying that, you're not even <laughs> saying it's really to me. That's making me uncomfortable. You know what I, yeah, you'd have to, like, like, I'd have, like, I'd have to, like, roll over to one side of the bed and have to be like, oh, like, come on, I'm coming after you, you know? And I, I mean, you can't you can't just be like, I'm gonna make you feel like mom. I've I've been that's the little spoon. <laughs> that's, what, that's exactly what you said, and exactly how you said it. This this is what it is, and, and it's like, and, and I'm um and I'm okay with the the I'm okay with the fact that this is the way things are because I've like resigned to the fact that yes, I need to earn my place of vulnerability or like I need to be able to earn a certain level of vulnerability right. like with you if we're in a relationship or whatever like so I dated um I dated for uh, a few months uh this one woman who had never dated a man before so she had only been with women right and uh she like her last relationship was like with this like like very small like submissive woman and so like when we like the first time we hooked up was almost like a power struggle 
like we're like we're like it's almost like like when we're like first like the first time we like ever like made out was like a power struggle even like we were like battling like tongues like who gets more <laughs> mouth like space you know what i'm saying it was right. like because it's like she's You're used to taking the masculine role she's leg kicks up <laughs> yeah exactly and so like and then and then like and then afterward she almost like just instinctively like kind of like took me like to her breast and i, and I was just kind of like oh uh like this how we're doing this uh, okay. you know right. and she's like and she's like oh sorry i'm used to like dating like a little girl and it was almost like it was almost like like she was like, like totally your fine body with it, your body like... next to hers was no different she didn't hesitate oh yeah we were, we were like we were, we were like equal height too so it was like oh it felt, it felt really good but it made me it was like it made me uncomfortable because i wasn't used to like a woman being okay with that but also it's like i'm not okay with being like that submissive or like taking that feminine of a role with mm-hmm. somebody that i don't really know very right. well like the first time like you know what i mean like you gotta earn that for yeah. it's like i can maybe like do that sometimes but like do, do you know what i'm saying i don't I know do, yeah i do know what you're saying i don't know why i'm telling this story but oh my goodness there's a dog there's a little dog over there's there a dog. this yeah. is so exciting uh, yeah she's pretty good that's actually the dog over there there's a photo yeah, she's looking all prissy. Ever in the corner. Oh, perfect. Yeah, she's a lady, and <laughs> it's also subsequently her name. Um, I don't know why I'm telling this story. So, but but anyway, so so this is something you've learned from your documentary. Yeah. So, like, what what in your documentary? What are you doing? You you interviewing people? Or are you so, like so the way it started out? It's actually really it's really fun. Um, on dates, it started out where I released a um, a globalized poll mm. on dating, um, and I. I released it through several different sites uh and i got back over a thousand responses on just kind of why people the thing is a most of them my demographic is is lacking in everything but white straight women like there was an overwhelming majority of white straight women who wanted to come and like "Mm, let me tell you about my relationship and i was like oh that's great like i still i still have a, a fairly large sample size um, that's the audience I want. <laughs> that's my entire Tinder feed. Right now. <laughs> that's incredible. And so, um, but no, I, I kind of started off and I was like, "All right, let's um, let's figure this out." And I'm going to break it down and I'm going to make dating really scientific. Um, and so I kind of got together all of the different ways that you theoretically could meet someone, whether it's nightlife, whether it's through a shared class, whether it's through a blind date or a mutual friend. Um, and then I had like online dating and all of that jazz. Um, and so I tried to set myself up on a date from each particular method. Uh, it resolved in me going to church for the first time in maybe five years, um, which was... Was church one of your things? The thing, well, I'm Jewish. Um, and so it was a kind of a wreck. Um, but someone pitched like church and I was like, so like temple? And they were like, no, 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 no church and i was like okay uh, i guess i'm going um i hear you can meet a lot of nice kids there <laughs> exactly i was like oh yeah they're really gonna want to date me like the person who like walks in and it's immediately like smite um so but so i went on so so many first dates um but that's but you went into it you went into it thinking that they're gonna like you're hey, gonna meet somebody. You, you, you're going. You're. I feel like. So you're going into it thinking you're entering like a room of like like slightly anti-Semitic Catholics or like exactly. <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. And so, um, so I, I was trying to like set myself up. I I ended up going on um a sort of blind date, um, which I had never done before, which was really exciting to kind of be at this stage in my life and be like, oh yeah, can you like 
set me up with your friend. Um, and so as that sort of progressed, it sort of veered off from the scientific stages. I realized that there's not a great way to really meet someone. Like there's no tried and true method where it's like you're going to go in and the person that you meet while doing this is going to be the person that you really click with. Um, and the the most successful kind of, aside from the one person that I really, really like actually dated in a committed exclusive relationship, the, the only other success was someone that I just randomly met at an ice cream shop. And so, and that kind of like evolved into what was going to be a relationship and ended up being eventually a really good friendship. Um, but like... Kinda Sensitive guy getting ice cream. Mm, yep. You know it. Could have so. seen that one coming. <laughs> he opened up to you too soon. Became yeah. a friendship. We get it. Over a, over a nice happen. bowl. There you go. Um, of yeah, dairy free ice cream. So <laughs> sad, sad. Wait, what bowl. was the original question? I'm so sorry that I'm, I'm um, going off on a tangent. Yeah, you're, you're talking about. Uh, no, I like this tangent. The scientific thing, and you're seeing. Uh, well, yeah. Where you met people. You're saying. What was, and so. Well, just keep going. It, it, it eventually kind of me look. It's it veered into kind of a documentary about myself because everything I do is, you know, about myself. Um, and Isn't that anything anybody does is about themselves? Yeah, I think so, a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so I realized... It's all about you. I mean, I realized that as, like, the doc, like the documentary, I was going to put some sort of bias on it mm-hmm. um, and kind of spin it the way and make these people look the way that I wanted them to look. And so <laughs> it ended up me being like, oh, can I interview you? Can I interview you? And just going out and, and every time that I would kind of start a relationship, the very first thing I would say is, like, just so you know, I'm making this movie. Um, and, like, are you okay with it eventually becoming, like, a part of our relationship? Uh, and I had several people say no. And I had several people, there was one guy that, like an ex of mine that wanted to get back together. And he goes, I, I want you to stop making your movie. And I said, I can't do that. Um, and so he kind of like just fell off the face of the planet after that. And so this, the movie in a way, while it's been kind of me trying to like meet someone and figure out my process and like kind of what kind of what I'm truly looking for and what I'm actually going to find um, which are probably very different things. Like the movie started off with that intention and it's now kind of been sort of a driving force in like me- preventing me from seeing anyone really seriously. Oh shit. What what do you, um, so it's mostly men you're asking for interviews. Uh, yes. Yeah. For the most part, because, um, I don't get you at all. I used to think I did. That's why we're doing this podcast because okay, yeah. we don't get you either. <laughs> so glad. I also don't get men. So glad. Yeah. Boom. Like the thing is, I've become. It's this is gonna sound creepy. Almost borderline obsessed with trying to figure out men because now we're I creative, see them. We're creative soulmates. And I get I get really excited. Like I I see a man on the street. Doesn't matter. He could be seventy five, and I'm like, oh. Like, why, what are you possibly thinking about right now? And then, like... They're thinking about how, you and going, and what's going I... through her head and what she look like naked? <laughs> I mean, yeah. every 70-year-old. Like, yeah, yeah we're, all thinking, we're all thinking about, like, like oh, like, I wonder what she does and what she looks like naked. That's yeah. just obviously every thought 
We're just so, followed by that one. The thing that's kind of reassuring that it's not that much different than women, because those are the two main facts that like I'm I would think about is like what are you thinking about? What do you look like naked? And then comes in like the spiral of crazy that it's like oh yeah. if we started a, like a life together what would happen? Would we have to move? Would we have to get a bigger apartment? Would we need to go to the house? I don't think I'm ready to like move to the suburbs. And like meanwhile we haven't said anything to you. We're just like I just see you on the T. And then if you like acknowledge that i'm looking at you on the t that i will think about you for the next four months i would like, <laughs> i would love to know like people like women's rationale like looking at me and like oh like look at him i wonder what he's thinking i wonder what it'd be i wonder what our kids would look like, like oh he'd probably be in debt like i want to like like the like <laughs> you want a horrible cycle you want to be mel gibson and what women want yeah i'm yeah. not sensitive i'm too sensitive for that though mel can go through it that i can't no he couldn't handle it either he couldn't no mm. he yeah. fucked with them that was a good and movie. it like it I Good feel <laughs> we I feel like to a certain extent we almost try to like if we see you and we think that you're attractive we kind of try to logic ourselves out of it like and that's what we're kind of thinking about it's like why why it won't work because if we just like throw it into ourselves and this is one thing that I'm also trying to so I'm trying to ask for what I want which we talked about earlier I'm also trying to attack every no. I'm tra- I'm going to attack every person yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to attack every new person that I meet with sort of the concept that we could be soulmates like and that's a really really uh somewhat naive and stupid way to go through life is constantly being like oh like i better put everything that i've got forward and like show them that i'm charming and funny and witty and cute and like just just in case just in case we end up being soulmates yeah you always gotta show it off do you believe in like the in fact soulmates? In, in, in a soulmate mm. or do you believe there's plenty of soulmates? I think that there's I think that um why what is this question this is a long argument John so I don't believe in a singular soulmate no I believe in many different soulmates each for a different part or like time in your life I agree okay that's right I, that's what I believe so yeah, okay. John and I are uh, just vibing tonight. We're you guys are you guys are soulmates. <laughs> We're on point. Yeah, we're on point here. Uh, uh, well, so I think though that it perhaps is more naive and ridiculous to live your life going, ah, this person's probably not my soulmate. Like look, look at the way they fucking sit on the train. Look at the way mm-hmm. that fucker crosses their legs. They can't yeah, be my very soulmate. Judgy. That's annoying. Dude, but do you know what I mean? Like going around and being like, they're probably not my soulmate. Oh, I'm going into this ice cream shop. I'm probably not going to meet my soulmate. <laughs> like that's such a fucking, then you never will. Yeah, but if you think you're going to, you're going to be constantly disappointed as well. Yeah. No, like, it has to be a, a thing where you're just going to be free flowing. But you're totally not, open. But you, but, but, but Emery wasn't saying that, you weren't saying that I'm going to, you're saying I could. Anybody could potentially. They're not definitely. Gonna, I'm not going to go into this yeah, ice cream shop. Saying, this this person could be my soul. Right. Yeah. This person could, could be. be. Yeah, could be. But that's every. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, okay, that's that's a good way to go. So I, like, I think you just treat everybody cordially. That's show true. How cute and kind you are by doing that. I think I think there is there is a there is like a line where it's like if you put yourself out too much for everybody, then then you're going to drain yourself, and you're not going to exactly. have enough left for yourself or yeah. left for the people that are truly important in your life. I think that is something that a lot that. It's like really common is not I know that's what I do. I don't know how to like direct my energy or like budget my energy mm-hmm. um towards like people or things or any you know, or whatever. And then like you find yourself like burned out, you wanna like be with this person but you don't have any fucking energy for them and whatever. Exactly, yeah. So that's been I think my primary struggle. It's just kind of like also because of this documentary, I've been going on so, so many dates. 
like so many to to the point where I've had to start scheduling um kind of my life around dating, which is really weird for me um because to me it all it also doesn't seem that important, but it, it's for this project, and that's what I kind of tell myself um but like it it does become exhausting. It's emotionally draining to constant because also dating is really, really hard. Meeting first dates, in my opinion, are both the they are the best thing and they are the worst thing because I love getting to know someone, but it is exhausting getting to know someone. Oh my god, I agree so much. Yeah, totally. So, I think it's really good too because you're also getting to know more about yourself by saying these are things I don't like. You're fine. You're you're able to weed right. Like like look for tangibles. Like okay, this person is doing something that I like. This person is, mm-hmm. you get to know it more. Right. I feel like people, when I mean, you don't go on a lot of dates, I remember I first started dating after getting out of a three-year relationship and uh, I was like, everybody's on online dating. So with that, I, I, I found this first girl that I thought was really cool, whatever. And I just like, was like, okay, I'm going to stick. Like, ah, I got one. All right, <laughs> I'm going to stick with this. This is good. I got this. This is, this is, this is what I was used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, that's not, that's not healthy either. Cause right. I wasn't, it was a, it was a bad relationship on, for both of us, not that it was a bad relationship or anything, but we just didn't have a lot in common. There's like not much to talk about. Um, right. It wasn't beneficial in any way. We weren't like, oh, you should see this and changing each other and growing or something like that. Yeah. What's that taught you about yourself or your like preference in what you're looking for, like in a partner and a relationship, like after going through all those dates and in, in like such an introspective right. way? Um, it's, I, I have done a lot of thinking about it. I realized that, um, there's a lot of things that I used to think that I wanted or that I thought were very important that really aren't that important to me. And then there are a lot of things that are very important that I never used to put that much weight into. Um, like what? Like I at first thought that I needed, I really, really needed someone who was also in a kind of creative career, sort of like an art career. Um, and then once I kind of realized that as long as I was getting sort of the stimulation that I needed and that they challenged me intellectually and creatively, just in general, um, that it really didn't matter what they did, um, which was like a, a big thing for me. Um, I'm trying to think of like other, now that you actually asked me the question, of course, I can't think of anything that I've learned um, in terms of things that are Do you still look important. for someone being creative? Is that still a must or is it? It is like not necessarily following as a career path but like as long as you're doing something i'm sure you probably at least look for somebody who appreciates creativity if you're a creative person you know they don't necessarily need to be creative yourself that's what i feel like that's what i've learned too it's like i don't necessarily need to be dating another a creative because that's what i I, i've i've had i've thought that too Mm -hmm. i don't necessarily need to be dating a creative person but i need to be dating somebody who appreciates creativity and like who sees the value in what i do yeah um because that was like well that was a really big thing for a very long time was that i was seeing a guy that um was working at mit and everything that he did like his mind was constantly just like i never had to like wonder what he was thinking because i knew it was always about math um and so (laughs) the thing was because he like said that like there was there was like a time where like after sex he like rolls over and i was like what's going on and he was like oh this equation like it's really getting to me and i'm like wait really are you kidding me right now did you know i Um, humped you 37 times (laughs) we clicked and we're still like once again i feel like this is the theme we're still good friends um but we really really clicked because he had it in his mind that 
I was still able to teach him something, even though I thought that intellectually he was completely out of my league. Um, but he was still like, oh, my God, talk to me about like women in comedy and like the things that they have to go through and like your take on that and how it can be improved. And once I felt like he appreciated my brain for like what my mind was always thinking about um, and, and the fact that it was kind of like a give and take in terms of just knowledge um that was like the the best thing that could have happened yeah i think um, creativity can be so much it can be in conversation too and i i think you know you don't have to necessarily be with somebody who's doing pursuing something like that's an arts if you're a creative person but you have to have someone who's going to be creative to like talk to you like those conversations right. need to be you know there's it's something beautiful in that too yeah um i don't know what have you got what have you both learned i'm kind of interested as well well, something, I mean, we had already kind of touched it, but the biggest thing was for me was like, yeah, I do in truth need to like control my emotions. Mm-hmm. I need to be aware of, I need to play the game. Right. That's because I, I, I fucking hate the game. It's no bullshit. No one likes the game. But that's, some, that's the biggest thing I've learned is like no matter how many other people I meet that also hate the game and also think the game is bullshit, they fucking, they're part of it. Everybody's yeah. part of it and you got to play it. That's one of the biggest things I've learned. Right. Yeah. There's no way to avoid it, which is really unfortunate because I feel like we're all kind of like fumbling through this thing that like no one really likes. Well, we want to hack it. We want that's what we want to do with online dating, right? We right. want to like we want to hack relationships and dating. You want to, everybody wants to make everything easier. It's you're always constantly trying to make well, things like, more convenient. Well, like that's kind of the thing. The only the only advantage that I see to online dating is the fact that you can kind of filter um, th- through people, which is really unfortunate um, because like that we're not like we're people and that we're so much more than like what we show in a profile. Um, because I think it's just as easy to kind of meet someone in like a bar or an ice cream shop and like end up going out on a date and having a really good time. I feel, I feel like the, like the probability of you enjoying your time with that person is the same, whether or not you met online or in person, but online, you just kind of get to (laughs) expedite that process. Cause also you, you know exactly that you're what you're working with in terms of, um, is this person single Assuming they're telling the truth. Is this person single? Is this person looking for a relationship? Well, so you, it you saves you a lot that. of rejection. If I'm talking to you in a bar, your same assumption would be that I'm single and I'm looking for a relationship is just as if you met me on Tinder. You know, there's no difference right. there. You know, mm. if, if we're talking and I'm making an effort to talk, That's your, your likely outcome in your head would be single and is interested at least. Right. The, the, uh. the, the other thing, well, well, also, this actually, this might be a weird tangent, but uh, the other thing is like, what is, what do you mean? Like they're in a relationship, like you, then you shouldn't go up and talk to them because they're in a relationship. So you shouldn't like go flirt with them because they might have a girlfriend. Well, no, I'm just saying like it, it saves whoever wants to make the first move, like from being immediately told, oh, like don't waste your time. Um, yeah. Well, over the internet, it's actually even a longer Sometimes it can be a longer than the immediate. Pe- pe- you like the immediate. People need to get more resilient, though. Everybody does, especially women. First of all, Every, <laughs> everybody needs to suck it up and start fucking They're going. They're really resilient, man. Imagine it. Think I, of, resi- okay. resi- resilient is not sorry. the word. I'm sorry. I'm Explain. sorry. Resi- resilient. Resilient's not like that. That's that's a poor choice of words. I think it's it's 
everybody needs to grow a fucking fatter set of nuts or set of tits or whatever like you want to call like the chutzpah it takes to go out and and approach somebody and say and and start flirting with them right. knowing that you could get rejected right you know like i i have talked to so many women uh who say that they wish more men would talk to them in person. And these are like very like physically attractive women who are like getting a lot of attention online and they're like the only people that are willing to talk to me are creepy old men because the creepy old men don't know how to fucking use the online dating app so they have to go out and like <laughs> beat women the old fashioned way. But it's like but the, but also women are like and then and then I'll be like, "Well, why don't you go and approach men in real life?" And like, "Well, cuz I'm too nervous to get rejected." Right. Well, it's also it's more dangerous too. I mean, it's it's such a yes, women right, women. Ma- it's it, plus it's a culture thing. Like you're right. Like they they should be different, but like you should be able to be sensitively like sensitive and cry, uh, and be like be more sensitive right off the bat. No, there's like, no it's, like it's the same thing. But it's like saying play a different game. If you're you're telling women to play a different game, we need to play a different game. If you it's, s- if you see a guy at a bar as a woman and you don't go approach and talk to him, you are um. Like if you're if you're like a feminist against the patriarchy and you see a guy at a bar you're attracted to and you don't go talk to him, you're perpetuating the same thing. Oh, but you're going after a small market here. Come on, man. Not everybody is a feminist going after patriarchy. No, they're not. But there's (laughs) plenty of them. But that's but you know what it is? That's really specific. It's it's, but you know what it is? There's a lot of them on Tinder who talk to me about the podcast (laughs) in this area for some reason. And I don't know. Yeah. Right. Am I wrong? Am I, I being an asshole? Who, who, like I could be. You no, know. I don't. The thing is, I feel really because I have no qualms about talking to men in bars or anywhere. Like, but that's just that may just be my personality, and I know that my friends absolutely like. I am the person that they like bring over to like go rally a bunch of strangers, um, and that's just kind of like the role that I take on. So I. I don't really know in terms of like how other women think um, if if it is intimidating. I don't think it's any – I know you mentioned like it being dangerous. I don't feel like it's any more dangerous than a man, a man approaching approach, us. Yeah, it makes more sense. So um, I, don't, I don't know. I, I get rejected all the time. I think honestly it's – it would be – does, does it feel emasculating? When, I know a lot of times, like the man's like, "Oh, like when I a woman make... approaches me and says, yeah. no, I've been, I've been really. flattered." I'm yeah. like, "I'm like, oh, okay, then, then that's really good oh, to know." Me, <laughs> like, ooh, um, okay, yeah, because I think a lot of times, like, I don't know, I really don't know why we don't. I think we should because you, as women, because women are scared. I'm telling you, women, women are women are almost more afraid of rejection than men. It's it's funny that like. It's it's just a funny dichotomy that we're all like you were saying like that's also that's another biggest thing I've learned about the podcast. We are so fucking similar. Men and women are are so much more similar than we think. Right. And everyone's like, well, men are like this, women are like this. They are so similar, and we're just like we 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 have essentially all of the same feelings and thoughts and emotions, and then we just kind of like deal with them slightly differently. Right. Yeah, but we're I with a bunch of different you know hormones. Well, I'm wondering if if it would um does that change in terms of like the the way that we react in terms of just being raised like that? Is that like a nature versus nurture thing in in the way that we as our respective like genders deal with 
emotions. I, I think it's both. I, th- I, th- I think there's no one way or the other. I think I do you know, society has built its way f- like this for a reason, mm-hmm. which you can probably say is, is more of the nature part of it. Like it just structurally has been like that. Like, right. Where, where men have developed this. And then you have, you know, as that as that one base gets solidified, as that main base gets solidified for uh, society, whether it's in tribalism, whatever it is, whatever, whatever those whatever those traits that keep things moving on, those things just pile up on it like a filter. It's like a, it's like a you know, uh, society is like a like a like a dirty air filter, and like as soon as like soot, like soot starts to get like in there, more soot builds up and builds up, and that soot just happens to be our society and culture. But that's just kind of I think that's what it is. I think that's soot's culture. Yeah, I think that's I think that's an interesting way to put it. But yeah, I, I agree. It's some it's some balance. It's some balance of uh, of that. Yeah, because cult- it also it, I know that kind of like the whole idea of like masculinity and femininity is is pretty standard even in a lot of matriarchal like society, like old matriarchal societies. So I think you're right on that. Yeah, I will tell you that. Cool. But uh, I. Th- I think I'm going to talk about, talk right. about yep. thing, something I've learned is that um, convenience, when you're saying speak up earlier, I think that's a, a really big thing for men and women. Speak the fuck up about what you actually feel and don't, you know, use it sparingly. You know, there's times where there's times to same thing there's times to pick a fight. There's times to, you know, let things slide. There's times right. to do everything. But to speak up and to like, like I was in a, a relationship for th- for three years that I hated. I moved in with this girl. Like, mm-hmm. we, we hated each other but out of convenience we kept going and right. then after that i was like took a while for me not to do anything because it was convenient for me not to date with anybody and then i met one girl and was like oh, okay like we'll see each other for a bit and like i hung on to that it was like i feel not like getting sucked into everything's thing. kind of been like one big game of chicken with you like it, it, does it feel that way where it's like neither neither person is willing to say anything and you're just gonna like hold out as long as you can because no one wants to be that person well, totally. I to think say that thing. Mm. Were you I, on I the same page where you both knew that you were unhappy, or did uh, you, I think, neither person know? In in both cases, I think there's there's different, you know, obviously f- factors to it. But I think in both cases, it was a lot of um, I am super trying to please. I'm a, I'm right. a very big pleaser. I get really nervous and upset if someone doesn't like me. So I really go well out of my way to do it. So I think. Uh, my giving off to those people was like that like oh like you know things are great they're great i love dealing with your like whatever like first one was craziness the other one was like not having much in common <laughs> right i'm like to talk about but it was like i want to keep i wanted to keep those things because it was convenient to it and i didn't want to and like in their minds it probably was going a lot better than what i was dealing with in my own head right and i'm building things up and i'm having conversations with myself and i hate this and you know whatever but you also you also live in a world of like obligate like you also frame a lot of things i think by as an obli- obligation as yeah, an yeah. obligation so like by this is just something i've noticed is about you as this like a good, person yeah. this is me really psychoanalyzing you as a friend uh <laughs> is is um you know so you'll you'll think of it as like an obligation so like to break up with them it's like well i'm i'm letting them down yeah totally totally hmm. yeah it took me a long time to to finally end that relationship with uh, uh, the the girl who I didn't have like that much in common with, and it wasn't like it, it. And I knew it needed to end. I knew it couldn't go on anymore. But it just took me so long to be like, Ugh. right? Because uh-huh. it's just like I don't want to hurt, and like I'm putting her out, and like 
that's a real bummer for her, you know? Probably going to stink for a little bit for her. And, like, I just, I kept it for convenience. I kept it for convenience, my own ease of well, not having to have a shitty conversation. Well, at right. the same time, you're going, oh, fuck. And you're spending your time with this person that you don't want. So you're giving up your time, the only, like, unrenewable resource in your entire life. That's you're it. giving yeah. to this other person. Mm. Uh, Money is pretty unrenewable for me, too. But j- Just so... <laughs> Just so you like, you don't feel like you're letting them down. When in right. the end, it's like, when in the end, you're actually doing them a favor by going, look, this isn't really working. I don't want to waste your time. Don't want to waste my time. Don't want to lead you on. Right. Let's uh, don't ever want to give you yeah. up. I don't want to lead you, you on. <laughs> uh, let you down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I was going. Yeah, with. but I was changing, only I was changing lyrics, lyrics to be more applicable oh, to yours. Good. Yes, and. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, I don't know. That's fair. I think, yeah. And that's a really good rule to apply not only to, like, long-term relationships, but short-term relationships. Where it's, like, at the the very beginning, just be hella upfront and say, okay, like, this is not working. uh, Or even be like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't know. I'm just here dating and, like, seeing where it goes. Like, if you're not cool with that, then, like, go fucking find somebody who who knows exactly what they want right now. Exactly, yeah. But who are you? Whoever knows that. That's the other thing I've learned about women, right? Women want a guy. It's it's more, as a man, it's more attractive to women to know what you want. Even if it's not what they want. to, To be like... Like, cause that, that's, that's the other thing I know. I know as a man who it's like, I'm like in between what I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm like, I'm doing a bunch of random, like small things and I'm like figuring out my next big move to, to bring my life to the place that I really want it to be so that I will be a happy person and then be able to like spread the happiness that I feel for life <laughs> to the other people around me and the other relationships in my life. But women are not fucking too happy about the fact that like I don't know I'm not established per- like man in this world or I know exactly what I want to do you know what I'm saying it's like yeah. that's that's less attractive to women that like I'm actually like trying to put the work and like introspection into what do I actually really want to do with my life and how do I actually really want to be happy? It's weird to me that that's not attractive to women. It's actually astonishing to me that that is not attractive to women. What? Not knowing what you want to do in life? No. Well, well, see, that's what it is. That's what it comes off. How is that not attractive? I mean, how how is that... How is that attractive? No, it's, it's not about not. See, that's what it is. That's what it comes off as. Is, oh, you don't know what you want to do with your life? It's like, no, I'm fuck. Well, yeah. Well, no, I don't know exactly <laughs> what I want to do with my fucking life. But who the fuck does? Go fuck yourself, first yeah. of all. Second of all, it's like it's 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 actually fucking trying to like go go and fucking do shit. But we're talking we're talking things about culture. We're talking about how, how culture and society is built on 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 fabrics that were from so long ago. It's you need to be providing. Mm. You need yeah. to have some stability to you. Otherwise, I'm not going to fucking jump on your sinking ship. If I see you slowly sliding down with the, you know, I don't want that. So it's like I would be more attractive to women if I did not change career paths from the thing that I was really sucking the life out of me. And if I continued doing, I would like have a more established life, uh, but fucking oh, hate, fuck hate my your shit. pity party argument. No. <laughs> no, that's bullshit. No, no, because if you're a miserable person, that's still going to come off. Maybe someone's going to look at you and be like, well, they have money or they're still, hey, they're at least stable. Maybe you might get one or two, like, 
like leeches that are going to be like, well, that, you know, he's not sliding. But again, you're going to look more attractive attra- if you're happier than if you're not happy. If you stay in f- imaging, not true. In in imaging, yeah, you're going to be a real, real fucking no, ten. That, that would be in clinical trials. By this point, I'd be uh, project manager, maybe up to senior Woo. project manager. And you're gonna be miserable. That's gonna come off. You're not gonna be able to even meet anybody. But I'm fucking. I'm going. I'm traveling for business. I'm doing. I'm doing like business. Then yeah, you might be more attractive. Doing business yeah, yeah. business deals and and like being. But as a long fucking... as you're not a miserable lump, yeah, of course, because you're gonna look more stable than you are now. If you're traveling the world doing business deals, yeah, I'm half. I got a semi right now. That's turning me on. Come on. Are we? What? Are we just? All right. Yeah, anyway, yeah, so what about your documentary here? here? Yeah, we're, we're fucking. We're going off on no, weird tangents here. No, I'm really thinking about it. I'm really because I've never really thought about what would be considered more attractive. Um, okay. From from my personal viewpoint, I think both of you. <laughs> I'm playing such a like politician right now. Yeah, well, mommy both and daddy you, are fighting. So. <laughs> no, <laughs> but both of you have have really valid points. The thing is, I do think that if you stuck with what you were doing. Um, and you were unhappy that that would show. And I feel like that would also rub off on any sort of like relationship that was going on in your life at the same time, which is like huge red flag. Um, however, I also think that the thing is with the, the figuring out what you want to do, I, I see that. And you have to find someone who is all for kind of like personal, betterment and growth because we see that but we only see like this particular stage in your life we don't see the full picture so at this very particular moment you are kind of floundering around if we see you making progress that's good and that's even more attractive than you staying in your old career and being unhappy however if we just see you like sitting there and being like oh i don't really know what to do and we're like oh my god like will we have to like support you how long is this gonna be like a waste of my time yeah because she's blah, thinking blah. about your future she just yeah. told you she yeah told so i'm thinking about your future so if but if we see you making progress and that's fantastic it all kind of depends on how you're like attacking it i think see but no, i think i think the more common thought process though is like oh like how is this going to pan out in the future whereas the guy who is who is like a little more like uh financially or like like culturally successful and is miserable is going to like at in the acute at first, you're going to be able to attract more at first, right? Right, right. but you're not going to be able to hang on to them. But well, if you, I don't know, man. If you fucking hate your life, you can you can hide that shit from people for quite a while. Like, there's some people who don't understand really how miserable. Think about it. Yeah, but as, think of how miserable you might be if you didn't if you were in that job. Not everybody in those people's jobs is is like that. You know, I mean, that's and, it's and apples to oranges. And women, man. women go, women. Go, this is women. Women's thought process. They go, I can make him happy. Not, that is true. That is something that th- I would think and be like, oh, imagine how great it will feel when I'm the thing that makes him change. Yeah. Boom. When I put the, him in, when I put him in a little spoon, no he's it's <laughs> gonna melt. So I, I don't know. I just I, I I I just think that there that there is some like there is a lot of hypocritical thinking going on in relationships, and everybody wants to have their cake and eat it too, and then everybody's complaining about how shitty relationships are and then the people that are actually truly owning their shit and then finding other people the few and far between that are truly actually owning their shit those are the ones that are having good relationships and those are the ones that aren't really talking about it because they don't need because they're going look at all these other fucking idiots like floundering around like talking about (laughs) floundering around these other fucking goofballs don't know what they're doing it's like you know and then i don't know yeah right uh 
So, <laughs> on day... that episode thanks for tuning in that was part one with emery we'll have part two coming up pretty soon uh, if you have anything to say about the episode email us we're at don't know women at gmail.com follow us on twitter we're at don't know women you can hear emery on her uh, radio programs uh, 88.9 fm in boston or wers.org um so yeah tune into that and um say hi to your mother for me